I kind of figured, you know, when SOA came on and I couldn't do it, that that was a show. So I was happy he called me up. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. He said, I said, whatever it is, I'm there. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Hey, Kim Coates. Hey, Tio, Tio Rossi, what are we doing now? What are we doing here now, Tio? Guess what? What? Our new show, Theory, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates, yeah. is on Patreon, and it's yeah. live. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it so much fun, Rossi? I mean, all kidding aside, it is fun to do. So uh, our new show is live. You're listening to Reaper Reviews, but our new show, Theory, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates is on Patreon. So why don't you go over there and check it out? Oh, and if you're here, what should they do, Kim? They should subscribe. They should give a review. They should join. Because we're all in this together. I mean, we have been since last May. And now it's this May almost. We're all in it together, peeps. Subscribe. Review. Get it out there. We love you. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I can't believe we're fucking doing this. Look, you're insane. I knew that when I met you in 2008. And now it's completely solidified in my bottle of water, which mm. I have beside me. You're fucking insane. Did you I, sleep? Look, no, no, no. I had, uh, I went to work at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. I wrapped at 6.05 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, I whipped home to my beautiful little suite here. Got a shit ton to do. I have not slept. I showered. I smell really good. Yeah. I know you can smell me from there. I can smell you. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, man. I put some eye drops in. Here we are. And you're out on of your our mind. And I'm on, on my phone. phone. What does that no fucking happen with no Wi-Fi on my computer, Theo? Listen, Kim. I. Haven't slept I can't. either. I slept three hours. Um, no, I and, know it's your turn. And uh, we filmed all night last night here, and uh, I'm in Deliverance, Georgia. No, it's uh, Bumfuck, Georgia, uh, which is this. It's actually beautiful, but it's literally the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of nowhere. I yeah. knew it. Here I'm in the go. middle. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm in the middle of the middle of nowhere. Get your hair cut um, again. Playing another guy. Cut again. <laughs> We got to stop mean, working. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm in my little uh, hotel, uh, I don't, or a roadside motel, you might call it. Um, beautiful, beautiful. So I got Wayne, home last night. Wayne, Wayne would love it. Unser would love it. <laughs> Wayne Unser would love this. He would, Wayne Unser would be living here for the year. He would, he'd give him a year down payment. Here's the best part: it's so hot in the room, and I can't. It has one of those giant air conditions on. <laughs> Like a, yeah, like a 57 Chevy. So I've been, <laughs> while I'm sitting here, I have napkins between my legs while I have shorts on because I'm trying to cool you down. No, I'm trying to keep the sweat from between my knees <laughs> because I can't put the air condition on because Listen, it's man, so loud. <laughs> you're in Georgia. We're not sure where and it's freaking hot and you can't turn oh your hair on because God. we love our family too much. We love our people too much. We can't we love you know. everybody. 
So we didn't think we were actually going to do this. Literally had I'm, to Gotta I keep know. it going. We have, we have to go. We can't, we idea, can't miss son. a week. We can't miss a week. Let's see. You so, keep saying, I want to miss saying, a month. I want to miss a month. I wouldn't even know what to do if we missed a month. That would be crazy. <laughs> We'd call each other in and go, hey, how you doing? How's hey, your day? What's up? What how are we doing? Of? Oh, yeah, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. So. So I'm actually we're going to we're going to get right into it because I have to go right to work. They're doing a forced. Uh, I got to go right forced in. Call. Oh, yeah, boy. forced call, which I didn't think was going to happen. So I'm going to be cutting this because I got to drive 45 minutes. But yeah, last night I worked with it's crazy. I worked with Mike Tyson. I sent you those videos. Unbelievable. God, I wish I could share them with everyone. They're on my phone. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd, I'd be sued and I'd have to go to jail. But God, what a wacky scene you were doing. Can I just that. can I Did tell you? Get- did you guys get a standing ovation from the crew? Did I hear that them I, clapping? It was. They were clapping. It was so wild. And I got to tell you, there's this weird thing, which we've both been involved in in this business, because we do have such strange jobs, right? Mike's the greatest. I've met him before. And he's doing this little thing in this movie. And and I was just... Hi, Theo. Theo. How are you doing, Theo? Theo. Yeah, he's the it's best. So nice to, it's, it's really nice to be here, Theo. And I, I, I'm a big fan, eh? Like, <laughs> He sounds like that's a Canadian Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mike Tyson. Me, right? yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> so, here's what's funny is while I was working with him, I was having one of those moments where you know, I'm, I'm an 80s kid and you know, 80s, 90s, you sure are. And I, and I was thinking about these, like I was saying, I called Mona right after Mona was super excited, you know, and I was saying how there were four people I believe in my life that had come on to the world and like, it almost felt like the world stopped, right? Like yeah. regardless of what you feel about them, there were four personalities in different yeah. areas that it felt like the world stopped. And, and for me at my age, it was when Michael Jackson came on, it was like, he was everywhere, right? You just couldn't get away. Yeah. It was everywhere. It was in the, the, the Pepsi commercials, the videos, the cereal boxes, the cartoons, yeah. it was everywhere. Michael Jordan, same thing. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan was just like, took over the world. I felt like Madonna did. I might be wrong. She did. Madonna she did. took over the world, right? For a very long time. And then Mike Tyson. When Mike yeah. Tyson came on, I mean, I was telling Mona, like, he was walking Bengal tigers with no shirt on, like these albino tigers. He, he was uh, the video game. He was the lineal champion at 21 he was the what champion? Lineal. He had the WBO, the WBC. Oh, he was, wow, I think, I think Mike. Yeah. Gosh. You know, Muhammad Ali had done only a few people had done it because they had gone to three belts, but he did it at 21. And he was from Brownsville, Brooklyn, which wasn't far from where, you know, my family and everybody was from. And what, where, and he was just this anomaly. So being with him yesterday, it's so funny. It was just like, did, we met him once before you. Yeah, we met him, you and I. Yeah. But we, it was in a, you know, it was after UFC fight. God, it was fun to meet him, but you're working with him, bro. It was wild. We spent was the whole it wild? It was wild. Yeah. Today we get to go with your buddy, Willis, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. So Bruce, here we Bruce. go. Can't wait. And then you, you're, you're, you told me a little about what you were doing last night. And I don't want to say anything, but y- you know, uh, I Listen. just want to say this. We can't say, can't give anything away because HBO just slapped me with some yeah. handcuffs. But I uh, I did not hurt myself. That's all I'm going to tell you. I did not hurt myself. And it was a, I'd never done this kind of stunt thing before. 
I had trained, I trained with my trainer in LA to get prepared for it a little bit. I'm 107 years old, as you know, Theo. Yeah, and the stunt guy and the, and the stunt coordinator later said to me, people have no idea how hard that is to do. I know what you so, do. Yeah, you so do. You, you do. And yeah, well, thank, God, guys, thank God for your calves. Oh, I got through it. But whew, here we are. Bro. Well, listen, we're going to get through this Let's episode. Go. It's a giant episode. It actually took me two sittings while I was, uh, I, I was actually watching part of it with my headphones on while I was in makeup yesterday. Um, and uh, it's a really <laughs> long episode. The people in, in makeup were like, what are How you did doing? you do that? Why don't you focus on the movie? <laughs> um, but I was like, no, got to review. I got to do the review. Got to um, do it. Got to do it. And, and, and also, uh, we'll see if it happens because of this, all this time change people that it's super early here. <laughs> like people don't know it's super early. It's, yeah. uh, we, we got, we started. It's even, it's even, er, it's even earlier yeah. in LA. So it's even earlier in LA. So we're hoping, uh, KJ, uh, KJ is coming on the Rhino. Fingers crossed. Yeah. He's going to come busting through like the our white haired rhino who we yeah. love so much. We'll see if he, yeah, we'll see if he bursts in or not. We'll the Kool-Aid see. guy is coming through the wall. So we'll see. <laughs> he might come on right at the end. Um, but I know this episode we want to get to. And, and I got to tell you, there's a little something for everyone in this episode. It is a giant episode. This is where we started doing long ones. This is a long one. I think you're right. Uh, Call of Duty. You you say it in the in the episode. It's a juice line. It's completely out of your mouth from you yeah. know with all the guns coming up. But here we go. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Go no, I was just going to say. I think that I think the previously on segment. I, I I don't think I've ever seen a better update than what we got for this one. I didn't watch it. Okay, I had to because I knew you wouldn't have time. Yeah. Previously on, it was you want to talk about your stuff. Clay stuff, Gemma stuff, Tara stuff, the hand, answer. It it was fully packed. All right, here we go. Yeah. So, you know, listen, Tara, this whole Tara thing to me is absolutely heartbreaking. I'm really glad that everybody who listens to the show, there's a couple of things going on on the uh with the Sam fam, the theory fam, all that, with the um everybody's starting to talk about like how potentially our aggression towards Tara and Roosevelt, for example, maybe were misplaced <laughs> when the show was on. But, you know, everybody talking about like Tara, for example, I just feel so terrible for her every time she comes on screen now. And uh, she goes, she goes, I'm here because I'm here. What a great, great line. Now, I want to, I want to ask you. <laughs> she's gone in her mind. I was just going to ask you that. I mean, in her mind, she's like, so gone. I said, do you really think Tara believes Jax when he says, I'm getting out of charming in the club? Do you, do you think no. she actually? No. no. And the fact that we know kind of what happens and, and what I feel really bad about for her is that she's almost catatonic, right? She's just like, it's like a Stephen King novel. It's like, she is, she can't believe that her, she, I think that she's so, I think she's more mad at herself. No doubt. Like what, no what doubt. am I doing? And and again, you really talk about someone who couldn't catch a break. She was on the run from that psycho cone yeah, yeah. in Chicago or wherever yeah, it was. Yeah. She comes back to Charming. She's got to deal with Gemma at every turn. She's yeah. got to deal with Wendy, which we'll see that come back later. We got to, She's got to deal with all these shit. I'm a, I'm a, she I'm deals a, with the, the porn girls. I mean, she's dealing with everybody. And all she's trying to do is like be a surgeon. Be a doctor. Be a surgeon. Kids. 
Yeah. Go to the supermarket once in a while. She's probably <laughs> going to a Pilates class or something. She's just trying to be like a good person. It's not working out for her. Stephen oh. King novel. She's in the middle of it. All right. She's in the middle of it. So she, you know, she's trying to make sense of it all. He's assuring her they're sticking to the plan. So we go I to I don't Gemma. believe any of it. Yeah. Gemma and Unsa. I love that Unsa slept on the couch. Yeah. Um, Clay says something later that I was thinking about, but we'll, we'll get back to that. But, you know, of course, Dayton's like coffee black, right? He stayed over and she says she's going to handle Clay. That's not yeah. good enough for him. And, and, and I got to tell you, by the way, I didn't remember the ending of this episode. So it was pretty amazing to see. Um, I think that, I think Unser's also in a position of like, I saw this coming. Right. Yeah, sure. And he, and he goes, you know, the body's getting ripe about Piney. Like, so we've got to deal with this. The body's getting really, really ripe. Gemma says something at the end of that scene where she goes, she's convinced Clay's going to kill her. And she's, but she's not going to let that happen. And I wrote down, I have no doubt. Like, I have no doubt. No doubt. She will not let that happen to her. The no. queen with bruises all over her face. You want to talk about being in a Stephen King novel. Gemma looks like she's been in one. Oh, man. What a great makeup job. By yeah, the, way. the makeup's so good. All right. Yeah. So we the last race, to- But hey, just to jump to something quick off topic, yeah. to clear something up. I don't know Hamlet well enough. Mm-hmm. And we said last time that Tara was Ophelia. And a lot of people said Opie was Ophelia. No, I, I said Wendy was Ophelia. Oh. I I. Oh yeah, Opie's Opie's Rosencrantz. That's why everybody thought Rosencrantz is the only character that survives in Hamlet. So that's why everyone thought Opie was going to be the last man standing. And, and I would argue, been. and I and I, I want to argue with you or anyone who wants to talk about it. We all thought the same. I all well, I, I thought, I, we we also know that internal stuff went down. If it wasn't for that, he might have. Right. No, that's right. And that, no, that's very true. But I just mean that I think that, you know, Wendy is more the Ophelia character because Ophelia takes her own life in Hamlet. And mm. Wendy was about to do that with the drugs and couldn't stay together and loved, loved Charlie. But Charlie, oh, you know, it was a crazy. So, yeah, Wendy's more Ophelia than, than Tara. Got it. OK, so. This is a really interesting scene for me because it builds to something is the scene with you and Clay where you finally yeah. confront him. Right. Good scene. It's a really good scene. Um, Clay is really being an asshole. Like he's an asshole in all ways. And well, if yeah, and that's a good point. And I wish that uh, you know the writing could have went different in that scene. It could have really been different. It could have been Clay opening up to take. It could have been a little bit more because I'm like a you know you want to talk about you at times early juice being a, a lap dog and want to make people happy. It still seems to me. That I'm, I'm, come on, Clay, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And he still won't fucking say anything to me. And when I go, you know, you, you're shutting me down and you shut the rest of the club out. That's the truth. It's the truth. You close this is that all door. on him. You close that door. Close that door. That room. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, no. you're, you're doing it out of concern. And at the same time, Correct. I think Tig is also still kind of fucked up from back in the day. You know, there's a different type of loyalty. But what what I loved about it is that no one had reached out to Clay and basically asked him how he was, right? When a lot of mm. people are wounded or hurt, mm. very rarely do people go, hey, how are you? 
Yeah. How are what's, you? What's yeah. going on? Because you're, you're acting out, right? Like what's going on? Why this is bigger than whatever is going on. There's something deeper that you're heard about and clay being the president. And we know this when you're in leaders, when you're in positions of leadership, very rarely do people ask the leaders if they're okay. They just expect the leader to ask everyone else if they're okay. Yeah. And I think with TIG, it was like a genuine, like, hey, I know you got a lot on your plate. I know there's a lot going on. What's going on, man? Can I help? Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And yeah. of course, he Good pick up. does his thing, right? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And and so right there, now we go, we cut right to Gemma coming off the the and this is I'm going to judge. Remember this scene because I'm going to tell you something. So Gemma comes off the elevator and Margaret sees her. Yeah. Gemma's a mess. She's got the hat. She's got the sunglasses. And she tells her Margaret tells her right away, like what? Like she sees it and immediately like sees her face and is like, what the fuck? And goes right into terror protection mode. By the way, another character that everybody underestimated, who's actually a really good person. So McNally. here's the third. Yeah, McNally. Yeah. So yeah. here's the third. You got McNally, you got Roosevelt, you got Tara. Yeah. Anybody else we want to have like during the seven years that people were like, they're the bad guy. And it's like, no, no I've, I've had no sleep. They're good. That three's good for me. I'm <laughs> sure you've got, I'm sure you've got another one, but no, for me, I'm good. So she comes and she tells her, um, you're letting her leave. You're letting. Oh yeah. Leave. She's going to Providence. She's going, she's going and you, and she's going. And she still got the job offer. Yeah. And that's the first time Gemma's hearing that she's leaving. And of course, Gemma Teller being Gemma Teller, the first thing she does is she's self-centered. You're not taking my kids. You're not taking the grant. But that was a moment, I think, after what happened with her and Clay, where she realized maybe she shouldn't be here. Right? Yeah. I, yeah, sure. I, I found I found the scene a little bit for me, uh, not soap opera, that's the wrong term, but I, I felt we've seen the scene before, right? That's true. Mc, just, I don't know, Mc, McNally telling, you know, being on Tara's side, but she should be, and we're, we're learning that now, but Gemma just sort of, the family staying together, family staying together. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We recycle, I, I, but we do recycle scenes. We, we, we sure. recycled that, that, that line for sure. But we recycled a lot of moments on the show in seven. Yeah, we did. Mainly, yeah. mainly with Gemma and Tara, and mainly with Tara and Jax. And Jax, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? We we would do sometimes we would say the same things, and they're and they're leads over. of the show, right? So you're gonna you're gonna get some repetitive stuff for sure. But uh, God, powerful episode, long yeah. one. All so right, Jack's in hospital, and he sees Gemma. That's don't you find that a little weird though? How <laughs> I know it's writing, I know it's a fictional show, it's so good, but they just happen to find themselves outside the chapel. Dude, Gemma's coming yes. one way, Jax is going the other. Yeah. Oh, we're in the chapel, let's go in the chapel. Let's have well. If you chapel. remember, the hospital said it was only one hallway, yeah. <laughs> it, was only, it was only we had one hallway, you only had two we rooms. Used a lot. You only had two rooms. You're either so going true. into you're either going into a room with a hospital bed where Tara was, or, or the, chapel. the chapel. That's it. That's, That's it. it. No, you're or, right. Good or point. you're staying in the hallway. No, there was no point. other rooms. Or actually, no, that's a lie. There was actually that waiting room where you did multiple hugs in the last. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, have big their scene. Little Here we go. Charlie, gonna, Charlie's want, lips are starting to shake. Here yeah, we go. I, I the jaws say coming up. The jaws coming. The whole thing's coming. But I want to say something. I applaud Charlie and Jax at the same time 
because he played the opposites. Yeah. And I and you and I have yeah, talked. I love that. You taught me this a long time ago, and I tell oh, that's young cool. actors that it's playing opposites. So, if anybody doesn't know, if anybody's just listening to this, playing opposites is like where it might say on the page, seething, angry. You go the other way, right? That's some of the greatest acting on the planet. Is if someone's angry, they laugh, or if someone's angry, they get quiet. Good point. Yeah. Jax could have easily, which you thought was going to happen, start tearing Exploded. up the place. Explode. Punched a pu- the wall. A, pu- a puke could have been ripped in half. Yeah. He would have picked it up like Kenny Johnson. Yeah, or smashed the wall. or Yeah. You know, and, and it would have been, in a lot of people's eyes, justified in the scene. But instead, he gets quiet and sits in that pew. Yeah, it was great. It was a great choice. Great, great choice. So again, that opposite is... Uh, it, to me, it makes for the best acting. So Gemma says he has to get out, but her self-centeredness, like you could tell like her ego is still figuring out, maybe I cannot get him out. You know what I mean? In that whole scene. And so again, it's just a really well-played scene, but here comes one that I don't think anybody saw coming. Cause I know I didn't see coming. Wendy comes back. Yeah. I had no clue. Could, could not remember that at all. And Wendy walks in, First thing out of her mouth is, he's a big one about Chris <laughs> Reed. He's a big one. I mean, such great writing. And Chris was so funny and gentle. And, you know, he's just as big as a mountain. He's, he's so a big, big one. He's yeah. so big. He's such a big boy. Drea was gone for how long? Well, let's figure this out, Theo. I mean, we know season one was completely drastic for her. Yep. And then I think she comes back either a bit in two or three. You'll have to remind me. It's two or three. Don't I, know. I, I, I'm not sure which one, but she does. And now she's a bit back. Oh, I know. Well, she hasn't been back in a year and a half, she said, because we were in prison. So, yeah, she came back in either two or three, a couple of pops. And she's one. here on out? I don't think so. Oh, she disappears again. I I. I think so. Again, yeah, we'll be see. it's really early. fucking Let's wrong. Figure that out. Yeah. So, and I feel sorry, Theo. I feel that Drea has a much easier time in this room than Tara has with the, her. The exact same thing. And it's funny how it was the exact opposite That's in right. that first season, and the, yeah. and taking over Wendy's baby, Charlie and Wendy's baby, and Tara's going to take over his mama. Tara was very strong and very okay with it and just going to do the right thing. It's completely opposite. This yeah. So it seems like you just said it, the role reversal, right? Tara yeah. has become Wendy. Stuck yeah. In the town, yeah. Stuck in, stuck in the, you know, the loop, stuck in the ground, yeah. day, stuck in the matrix. And Wendy's coming in all looking great, feeling good. All what her shit's she ever? together. Yeah. All, of all that. her shit's together. And she's just like, you know, brought the flowers and Tara is a wreck. And you say, wreck. Wow. Look how the tables have turned. Right. And maybe maybe that's what this place does. Charming eats people. Right. It's almost like, uh, I know there's a couple of movies like that, almost like the Overlook Hotel and the shining, you know, where it just fucks people up. Charming. And and they, they can't, they can't get out. They can't get out. Can't get out. Can't no get out. They end up staying. It's going to be right. all right. And they eat you alive. It's not funny. So and I, and I, I love, I love when Wendy said, you know, I'm going to get to know my son. I'm going to get to know my son. Yeah. And the look on Tara's face, Theo was just 
priceless. It's like when she thought things couldn't get any worse, they just got many, many times worse. Yeah. And, and again, she does the same thing with Gemma later where she's just got like, she ain't taking shit from nobody, you know, from nobody. Oh, yeah. So speaking of big returns. Well, and she slams her hand in this scene, doesn't she? Doesn't oh, she God. smash? Uh, she smashes her hand. Wait, she does. Oh, okay. She, so here it is. Yeah. Right. Let, let me just, let's go into that. I don't know why I was just about passing through that. I was excited about the next return. Um. Okay. So let's break this down, right? Break it. Mag- Maggie's amazing, right? Um, the Emmy goes to the Emmy goes yeah, to the, the Emmy, Emmy should goes have to. gone to. Yeah, so she's fucking fantastic. And as Tara, Tara's going through it, right? She's on the verge. She's on the brink, yeah. as they say. Here comes Wendy. Wendy doesn't give a fuck that she's going through it. She's only thinking about her son. Yeah, and I think something in Tara's brain, if I had to guess, was like, "Well, that's it." That's the straw, right? That's the one that broke. And her instant reaction without thinking about it is to smash that vase like crazy, which now has completely fucked up her wrist and potentially the next job thing that she was going to get because of the recovery. We don't know. We'll see what comes up and potentially all this other stuff. And now it becomes more not just a physical thing. Now it's like a psychological thing, which they start talking about later. And Again, your heart just drops for her. Just like kind of how your heart drops for Opie in this episode, your heart drops for Tig at times, your heart drops for Juice, obviously. 100%. You start to feel for these characters on like a a human level. And what's really interesting is the leads, technically, Gemma. Yeah. Jax. Yeah. Clay. You don't really ever feel for them. You ever notice that? Yeah, I, I'd have to. I, I think. I, I, I think as as this seven seasons goes on, I'm sure there were. I mean, I certainly felt for for Gemma when she got beat up by Clay in last yes. week's episode. Yes, I think Jax has a. Few but again, moments. they did that to each other. That was them within. It's not from like. Correct. Like Jax did this to Tara and she was an unwilling participant. Gemma, of course, should have this never been touched. This is very unique. Yeah, this is Gemma very. Gemma should have never been touched. But at the same time, Gemma and John, Gemma and Clay killed John, right? They're working yeah. through a horrible act that they did, right? And there's no justification. Clay fucking was the worst human being in the world. It was one of, it still to this day is one of the har- most horrible things I've ever watched. But again, I think this is also this weird time now where we started Clay. I, I'm never going to feel bad for Clay ever. Um, I just don't. And Jax, after what he did with Ima and then the whole thing with like he, the cartel and like, you know, I, I'm just trying to feel like moments where I felt bad for Jax and Jax started becoming like, I'm almost, I guess maybe because I'm at that part where I'm blaming him for Tara. I feel really bad for Tara. You know what I mean? And then there's a part of me that like, and this will come look up at you. Look at you getting into the show. I am getting into you. the show. And like a, a fan. Part, yeah. And then there's a part of me that wishes, and it'll come up later where Gemma like went with Tig and was like, fuck it. Let's kill this guy. Let's kill yeah. Clay. And then Gemma redeemed herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, because yeah. then we would feel bad, but we also do know that Gemma might be 
irredeemable. Is that the word? Unredeemable? Sure. Irredeemable? No, unredeemable. Unredeemable. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, again, there's so many, this show takes you on such an adventure emotionally. So Amazing. again, I feel really bad for Tara and her physically hurting that arm is horrible. Um, and again, every, let's just go back to everybody's going through it in this episode. Gemma is still recovering from Clay's viciousness. I, I just wrote down at some point, it'll come up here pretty soon where I, I went, I'm, I'm just so sad. Yeah. I'm so sad. sad. This is such a beautiful season, season four, on so many levels for the Sons of Anarchy folklore of, of our entire show. But I just, it was, it's so gut-wrenching and so well-written and so well-acted. And the characters are getting really defined now of what they are and what they yeah. believe in and how fucked up they all are. Um, not all, but, you know, it's just, it just made me sad. There's a lot of physical and emotional pain in this show. Yeah. Like to the characters. Yeah. They're all suffering on one way or another. Yeah. Some, some it's manifesting physically in Gemma and Clay. Yeah. And Tara. At, as well as emotionally. Some like Juice, it's emotionally. Tig, it's yeah. emotionally. Yeah. And man, do you just fucking feel for these guys and these, yeah. these girls. It's amazing. So here we go. Kozik's back. Yeah. Uh, Warehouse. Here we go. Speaking yeah. of KJ, comes right back in. Um, you know, he comes in with Lee. Jax pulls Clay away. <clears throat> this friction is crazy. And let's you and I just say, this is kind of where it started. Uh, for all. sure. And I want to get into that. But I have to mention one thing because the fans will love this. I did something as Tig. I remember when we read this script. And those were in the days when you weren't really told if you were going to go. And this is before season five and all the leads were told if you're going to die before the season ended or not. Yep. And we had heard rumblings and Cozen's going to be taken out. And I remember this scene that we're talking about. I went up to Kozik as Tig and I put my arm on his shoulder. And I just fucking like I was going to bear hug him. I was going to we were going to wrestle. We were just going to go. Welcome back. Welcome back. Because I knew this would be the last time that I would ever see this character. And with all the friction, that brother, brother, fucking hate, love. Yeah, that that's the duo, those two. But you do stuff with the cut later. That's incredible. That we'll get. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I know that. But that that was, yeah, that was kind of cool. But anyway, that was my last physical goodbye. So then we go outside, not knowing it was going to be a goodbye, obviously. So we go outside and Clay and Jax, Theo, God, man. That just brought back some real know, uncomfortable it to moments into real life. And it was so uncomfortable. And, you know, we all held it together, but it was just tough because when you are in it like this and you're in it to win it and you, you feel these emotions as characters do, yeah. you have one, of, you have one or two highways to go down. One is you forget about it completely and you just continue on, or you might have a hard time forgetting about it completely and then there's friction amongst just other things going on. And we all feel yeah, it because yeah. we you all keep love your one distance. Another. You know, there's a thing where, you know, silent treatment, silent yeah. treatment, you're at odds with someone. It's very like basic conversation. Um, again, I think that, and I think we would all agree. A lot of that comes with age and experience and and also finding your way right i mean everybody's process is different in this crazy game you and i play for a living yeah 
everybody's process is different. I mean, some of the most magnanimous people are like so shy, you know, after action and cut, you know what I mean? They are in quiet in a corner. And yet the second those lights, those hot lights and camera come on, you see like singing, dancing and acting. Yeah. And you're like, wow, you know, this is crazy. Um, Everybody's process is different. I respect every single process that someone has the only one I don't respect and I don't deal with is if you're an asshole, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if, Can't you make, have that. if you make life hard Can't have off the screen where we started getting at this point with everyone was our original group, which was all of us had started to separate a little bit. And that was just because things started to change. I wasn't around as much. You know, um, Clay and Jax were at odds. Gemma was doing a lot of stuff with Tara. We all, there was very few times we were together, you know, all of us, like we were in the beginning. And again, let's also remember, we're starting to lose comedy. The comedy is going. The lightheartedness is going. Yeah, man. It's getting dark. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great scene. And again, Jax is playing the opposite. He's angry. Um, so here we go. We're checking the guns. I, I, I have so much to say about this later. Um, we're checking all the guns. It's just so fucking ridiculous. But again, we'll get into that when we're fucking literally reenacting. No, no. I, I had no idea that we went to Iraq. All of us went to Iraq in a moment with all the bazookas and the fucking 50, 50 cal shit and all the bomb. What? And we got we got all you sons throwing shit and grenades and pulling out the bazooka. What? Let me let me tell you something. I don't I want to gloss over it till later because I'm gonna go on a rant later. So let me gloss over all right, it. All right, gloss. Um, Gwen Gwyneth directed this, by the way. Our, our girl Gwyneth. She's the best. Porter Payton. We the love best. her. So Tara's okay, so Gemma, Gemma stop. Gemma finds out. Yeah. That junkie whore. All right. All right. Yeah. Good. That's her favorite yeah. line when it comes to Wendy. That yeah. would be that would be Wendy's AKA. She uses yeah. that line all the time. Yeah. Um, so the cartel pulls up and they bring bodies. First of all, that's always the Humvee they always drive. Wouldn't it stink after that? Because stink. That, yeah, yeah. There were dead bodies. In we there. couldn't afford to get another truck. Yeah. It's, Wouldn't they bring it's, up a van, like rent I, a van or something? Yeah. And then burn yeah. it. Rider truck, something like that. They could, give back. Yeah, yeah, because we're going to see that Hummer later. So what did they do? Yeah, they're going to go to McDonald's after and get some burgers, and it's going to stink of high heaven of two dead bodies. And Jack wants it to be three. Jack goes, but there was three. Yeah, I know, I know. There's one still missing. I know, I know, bud. But I got two in here. I don't have enough (laughs) trophies. I mean, what do you want? We had to get in. What do you want from me? We're the cartel. We're scary. Yeah, there's four of us. What if two out of three is not bad, right, Jack? (laughs) <laughs> so okay we're okay at and then, the table okay so we're at the table sorry yeah i gotta just say like first of all i love it when Jax says um guys this is about tara i can handle it i'm gonna handle it and i wrote down you can handle it tig would last about a minute and a half Jax is gonna last 33 seconds 33 seconds against the cartel yeah. I got it. You guys stay home. This is my problem. Yeah. I'm going out to the forest. I'm going to, I'm going to get Robin Hood and all his merry men by myself. And I'm going to gun them all. No, you're not actually. No, you're not. And then the best line is he says, no one could have seen this coming. And Bobby's <laughs> like, 
How many times did I tell you guys not to do this? No one saw it coming. Actually, Bobby's face was precious. Actually, I'm the guy who saw it coming. I am sorry. Bobby. I saw Bobby's it for like eight episodes. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, what, what about me? me? What about me? I saw it coming. <laughs> um, I, I, so again, everyone is. We're all with Jax, though. We're all with. Oh, of brand, course. Brand, we're brand. all in on revenge. It's all revenge. We're gonna go. We're gonna. We're gonna kill people because we're all in, right? That uh, okay. Need- so <laughs> Oswald so, gives the info. Okay, so find Georgie. He came back like yeah. Elliot, and he's turned into a bit of a baby now. And this this charming heights is happening. It's happening. There's nothing he can do about it. He needs it to happen. We just glossed right the fuck over that. Okay, well, that's happening. Yeah, just like literally one line. Like, oh, by the way, it's happening. It's they happening. Signed, they signed the deal. I'm signing with them. See you guys later. Got to go. Got to do it. Got to go. Out. Sorry. What? Good luck. Good luck next yeah. time. You're going to lose the town. <laughs> that, 70 grand, that 70 grand that you just gave to, you know, Roosevelt's wife. Yeah. Well, too bad. Tough titty. Sorry. It's over. It's not happening. It's, so we built up this entire storyline about Charming Heights, and then in one literally minute and 38 second scene, it's like, oh, sorry. All right. It, moving on up. Moving, moving on. on up. This so, story keeps moving on. Potter's waiting on Otto. Otto wants answers, has demands. Um, I didn't expect the moving up the execution. That was kind of a cool moment by this him. Is in his, in his by not, that is so true, Theo. And that, but this is Otto's longest scene, I think. This is his longest scene. I mean, Sutter was in that room for a long time. And when he goes, my favorite, my favorite, stop talking. Stop talking. Sure, just stop. Stop talking. stop talking. I love saying that to people. Just Li- yeah. Just stop. Stop talking. Stop talking. Li- Link would open his mouth on. and he goes, just stop talking. Don't even yeah. think about talking right now, buddy. I yeah. Someone on set the other day, one of the kids I'm friends with, I said, you talk. A lot. Just stop talking. Just stop talking. What did you listen for a minute? Sit or just sit. <laughs> I said, just be. Just listen to the wind. I tell him. Just be quiet. No, good for you. No, I love it. <laughs> just be. That's a just line that be. is not used enough. I love that line. Just, just be. be. So here we go. Um, I I am. I wrote. I wrote a fucking thesis here. I'm not going to get into. But what? We're in what the woods going? now. What are we filming? What's happening? First, you were all, there. You were there. I wasn't there that day. I was there. What the fuck is happening? We are a motorcycle club from Northern California. We do not have spec ops training. We do not have, we have not been in combat. Why is everyone in combat mode? Why do we know this is not? Like even the A team used to be soldiers. We're not <laughs> the A team. We are a fucking motorcycle it, it, club. It really just did not work for me. It at didn't work best, for me. At best, they know how to hold nine millimeter Glocks, and you got these guys with like ARs and fucking bazookas, and no, no, they would be blowing themselves up. They wouldn't even know how to use them. I don't <laughs> care that they're in guns. So. Here's the problem. And I just, I wrote, I wrote multiple times here how silly this is. People are clearing areas. Everybody clear, clear, clear. Like it's like they're SWAT. It's like SWAT mixed with in Kenny, Kenny, I just remember Kenny might be coming on. We'll see if he can wake up. It's so early for him. SWAT. Anyway, yeah. keep going. Okay, You're on a good so, rant here. I love, I'm loving so this. Juice seeing all the death, right? That's fucking him up, you know, before they go in. He's seeing all that obviously affects him yeah so here's this is my problem 
we find out there's minds. Yeah. Kozik, let's agree, pretty fucking important character over the years, right? The whole storyline with him and Tig, whole thing. He dies. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. No one says a word. No. Oh, my God. You know what what it was? Charlie said one thing. Jax was given a line that said, before we lose anybody else, let's just lose anybody else. Well, we just closely just got blown into 42 pieces. And to make it even stupider, more Roger Corman fucking (laughs) literally. (laughs) I love Roger Corman. Me too. An arm comes and hits juice. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I wrote down, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to ask you, uncalled for or called for? Completely <laughs> uncalled for. 100% uncalled for. <laughs> and I'm going to make it even more 100% uncalled for. I'll, I remember, I remember. That arm hitting you, like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah, you, I don't. They kept it in the show. Like, oh, I no, thought no, they no. cut you it out. I don't even know. Not just did they keep it in the show. I don't remember much because I refuse to acknowledge the past, but <laughs> I, I, I'm on too many psychedelics. But here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, for sure. This month, that day, it was 1,012 degrees. <laughs> it was so hot for you boys. We had on our sweatshirts. We were in the I middle. was in a pool with Unser. We you were, were in a pool chilling. We were, sw- were, we were swimming. You guys were having margaritas. <laughs> margaritas. Thinking about you guys in 112 degree temperature. It was so hot. We had our sweatshirts on and all that, right? Oh, fuck. And that's they right. Were working, oh my they were God. working on this arm <laughs> for hours. For hours, they were working on this arm and they were trying to get the placement right where it came and hit me. And I was like, for oh, you a must moment, have lost your mind. No, this is what I was saying, because I was trying to really stay in it. I was like, are we really we're really doing this like this arm obviously looks fake and this would never happen. It would never happen. This is what we're doing. And are we acknowledging that it's Kozik's arm? Are we? The whole thing felt wrong. It felt wrong in the day. It feels wrong watching it. Um, so we're literally asking for reinforcements at one point. We say reinforcements. We're a fucking motorcycle club. What's happening? Bob, Bobby Elvis. He plays Elvis at, at you know for kids on the weekend. Yeah, like what? At and, Chuck E. Cheese. He goes to Chuck E. Cheese and he plays He goes Elvis. to Chuck E. Cheese. And, of course, Jax's phone doesn't work. So we can get out of the scene. No, we can't. The fucking cartel has a satellite phone. And, that one. and then what do we do? We start making jokes about pizzas. We're making jokes about ordering pizza. Oh, see, I forgot about that. I'm, I, sh- I, sh- I so You shut it up. down. I shut it down. He's making jokes about ordering pizza. Hold on, guys. Kozik's dead. There's we're good, in the middle of good, a fucking minefield. Point. We're in a minefield. Did you feel this was the proper time to make jokes about pizza? Put some pepperoni on that. Make sure it's half pineapple on the side. That, what the it fuck? got it got real 80s movie silly in that scene. Um, yeah. okay. So Lila and the crew, this includes you. Okay. Yeah, yeah but hang on. I gotta tell you, from that crazy fucking wackadoo violent scene that just was just weird. It's kind of an odd switch to go to the porn shop. I just found it like odd. It was nice to get out of the minefield for a second, but yeah. 
I don't know. And then there's winty, winter, winty. There's winty and dinty. Winty, that's how you <laughs> know win- you're tired. Winty. winty? Yeah, yeah, winty and yeah. poppy. Poppy and winty. Poppy, yeah. This They're episode's together. make no sense of this show this week. Yeah. I just want to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have a little chat. Lila tells Sophie she's not coming back until she's dead. I love that. She just said, until Donna is out of your fucking mind, buddy. Pretty mean. Pretty mean. I'm, I, but you know what? It was mean. But you know what? If you're going to make it as a married couple and you're a porn star, you, you're going to bring stuff to the table. You yeah. are. And, and Opie's got to stand up to it and go, you're right. And you're right. And it's been hard on me. But of course, he doesn't. And I, I wrote. And this is why this last scene of this episode, Opie just hits it so fucking far out of the park. Oh, God. Yeah. That this one, I don't know. And Ryan's just so good. I wish I could ask him this, but we, maybe he just didn't seem there. Like there's, he just seemed distant. Like not uh, you there. Know, you know why, right? I mean, a lot of times there's many, there's a multitude of things that occur, right? I know. know. We don't know, no. right? There's all this stuff. I always said this. I was. No, saying you're this, right. I said this to the crew the other day. I said, if somebody sees you acting bad on screen, they never go. I bet you they didn't have a lot of time to do that scene, or they never say. I bet you the wardrobe was fucked up. Or they never say, I bet you they only got two takes. All they say is you're bad or good, right? Yeah, but no, no we, you point. and I are very aware of all the things that come with that, that go wrong. And you get, I mean, I did this, I did this giant scene yesterday in one take because that's all we had. Now, I don't know how it's going to turn out. And I've never done one take, but that's all I got, right? So it's like, if if someone says, well, that was fucking stupid. When the movie comes out, I'm not going to go on blogs and go, well, I only yeah. had one shot at it. No. Right. You know, no. because no one knows. doesn't do any good. And doesn't no one knows. Good. Yeah. So uh, we don't know, but I, I feel like there was something more there. Um, okay. So Obi wants to talk. He's super cold to her. Tom's with the porn stars. And I think those were real porn stars at that time. You should know. And that doll, because this is one of the most historical taglines ever. Yeah, I wrote it down. Uh, great day for me as far as acting, being, being given that whole doll phobia. And yeah, we had some, we had some, uh, we had some real gals in the background there that knew what they were doing between the sheets and, and uh, terrified but I'm totally erect. Um, it's one of the best lines ever. Pretty great line right there. <laughs> I just love doing that scene. Um, and I, I wrote down Theo and you brought it up. Like, where's all the comedy gone? Like where it all went. It Was that your all... choice to put the hand on the face? Yeah. See? Yeah. You were so deep into that take character. And I love that. He, so that doll storyline background uh-huh. that started in season one. Correct. That phobia shows itself throughout the the last ep- last episode of season yeah. seven in the motor in the motorcycle. We zipped through some dolls. He, Sutter kept that through line right through the whole fucking time. It's an incredible little hiccup that Tig has, right? Because it just adds great to line this, a hiccup. I love yeah, that. It adds to this like dimensions of the character, and it comes up at some of the most opportune times. And then the fact that you add that little special sauce of like putting, because you didn't just put your hand on the face, you literally got quiet and closed your eyes. I, and I, I just, and I saw it the other night when I was looking at it and I hadn't, I, I hadn't, I, I had actually seen this episode. I remember seeing it. And, and I remember 
why did I? And it was funny how I, I didn't want the doll to see me playing with her nipple. Like I covered her whole face and then I touched her nipple. And it was just weird. It's just weird, but it kind of worked for the funniness of the moment and the odd. The weirdness, the weirdness is that's tick. Yeah, tick no, is good fucking, for you. Good point. It's weird. And and again, that's why I think people, man, I remember we'd be at all those Comic Cons and people were like, I love Tig. He's so strange. And I was like, I know, but sometimes like not in a good way. Why do you like that? <laughs> um, but you know. Everybody's fucking nuts. So, yeah. Everybody's nuts. Uh, okay, right. so here, I mean, now let's really go into the probably the most ridiculous thing that's occurred on the show. Pizza is here. It is uh, John J. Rambo rocket launchers. Mm-hmm. From, uh, I went Navy Frey. Navy Seals. You're all Navy Seals and just blowing bazookas up okay. now everywhere. Ready? Oh let, let me be the one to ask logical questions. Where are the police? Yeah. Where are the where are the where are the choppers? Where's the yeah. police helicopters? Yeah. Where's how about this? Where's the news? Yeah. Did no one hear the heavy artillery in this man? <laughs> is there no is there no houses anywhere near this? Has no one seen the bombs going off the mines? Did anyone call 911? Yeah. What is going on? Where are we literally in the middle of nowhere? Are yeah. we in Pluto? Are we on Pluto? Because I I wrote down is this now where we're just killing everyone? everyone. We're just killing everyone. Everyone. This is, and, yeah, and you're still and you're still and you're still being this incredible little beautiful lapdog at Clay's side. You just and arms are hitting you through the air. Like I'm sorry. I'm it's, just, the, oh. No one addressed Kozik. No one. <laughs> it drove me nuts. No one was like, "Where's Kozik? What happened?" We. Yeah. Is he, was that him? No one says that. No, and it was even worse when Jax was given the line before we lose somebody else, meaning Cozy's over there in 15 pieces, but we're not even going to talk about it. And then I don't know if you heard this, bro, but in Spanish, someone, it sounded like they were ordering a beer, like, la cerveza, la cerveza, like, la corona. (laughs) No, it sounded like someone was ordering a beer. Yeah, yeah, somebody, this is that's probably the Foley artist not knowing what they're doing, and so now you got Juice walking the walk of death. I called it the walk yeah. of death, man. Let's just you blow just myself care. to bits. You don't care. No, it's great. It's great. You did it well. Uh, he know, did that. He does it coming up, or maybe I did it already. No, it comes up with the car too, where the car is driving at uh, Juice, and he just doesn't move. And he again, he has this death wish, right? He just. Yeah. He just wants to die. So we go back to Georgie. This is all you guys. I have yeah. some questions about this. Yeah, go I ahead. Love, I love Tom Arnold. Me too. Um, Good you, buddy. You, both yeah, of us. I mean, I love I, the guy. You and I, I, me too. He's just so much fun. Yeah. Um, he admits to those guys killing Luann. So question here, because that must have been a fun day. Anytime with Tom is fun. Um, Bobby's upset. Why did you guys shoot him through the trunk? How do you know he's dead? I think they didn't want to do squibs. Mm. Tommy Thank didn't God. want, they want to save time and they didn't want to do the squibs. And if they don't go off, then we got to do the shirt. He's in the trunk already. They just didn't want to do it. And, and that was the easiest way to do what it. What if There's you like, hit the gas tank? 
then the car is going to go boom. But we read the script and it doesn't go boom. So we didn't do it. That's a very good point. But who cares? Who cares? We, we, yeah, who cares? Basic, basically, Tommy knew this was his last day on set. We had such a great time. I loved how Bobby goes, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. That's but right. Tig and Opie are. Right. He never said they wouldn't. He never said that they wouldn't. He didn't say, none of us here in this alley are going to kill you. I give you my word. All he said is, I won't kill you. Give him my word. He opens up. His boys were responsible. It got out of hand. She's fucking dead. And trunk slam. Let's get out of the scene. Done. Bye-bye. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'll buy it. I'm going to buy it. Um, The crew is back at the clubhouse. Juice can't. It's amazing how we write the same shit down. I went, the boys are back at the clubhouse. Go ahead. Juice can't handle anything. No. Can I ask a question? This is like a literal, like uh, a wardrobe question. Because I guess because I don't do this in my own life. How come Clay never zips up his hoodie? When you wear a hoodie, when you wear a hoodie, don't you zip it? Are you telling me that he doesn't even have the zipper? He doesn't. I'm wearing my Sam today, by the way. Look at that. Check it out. Guess what? Before we go any further, guess what? No, no, can't be coming in right now. No. Hold on. Oh my god, it's going to be a mess. Get ready. Oh my god, the beautiful white hair. There he is. Is Is it happening? Well, it's happening. He's connecting. He could probably hear us. Oh, I hear multiple people. Okay, he's, well, he's got assistance. He's got assistance. Yeah. Right, can you guys hear, see me or no? No, we can't, can't see you. You got to hit the camera. It. I could hear you. Oh, hang on real quick. You'll How see. You can't see me? Okay, hang on. Start video. There Yo. you are. <laughs> there you are. I got my Yay. two hours of sleep last night, man. That's Yay. what we got, too. Kim, Kim hasn't slept. Kim hasn't slept, and I slept two hours, I think. KJ. KJ. <laughs> What's oh, up, guys? Man, I miss you, brother. How are you? I'm great, man. You guys are in Atlanta and New York, or what's the deal? Yeah. yeah I'm in, that's uh, it. I'm in, I'm not in Atlanta. I'm like Look an hour and a half outside of Atlanta. I'm yeah, outside yeah. Atlanta. I'm in the middle of, I'm in the middle of it. I'm in the woods, woods. Dude, I love it. I love it. I got to watch. I got to watch your guy, Mike Tyson. Uh, I was working with him yesterday and I got to tell you, man, he still throws hooks. Like I know, you know, I know you throw some of the best hooks in the business. That guy's hooks are bananas. Dude, bananas. I ran into him at a party one time and and he had a hoodie on and I know it was him. And I literally bumped into him like (laughs) one of those guy guy things. And he stopped and looked at me and I'm thinking like, who the fuck is this? Right. And he looks right at me and I see under that hood, Mike Tyson's face. And it was when he was in the middle of fucking fighting, dude. And I fucking started shaking. And I'm all like, he sort of nodded. And I walked off. And I'm thinking, please don't hit me, man. Oh, that's so great. AJ, let me ask you a question. Cause I know the answer. If he wanted to spar you, spar you with headgear on and everything, couple of rounds, yeah. would you do it? How many rounds? Just like five rounds. Oh, fuck no, dude. No way. There's no, no way. I, you know, I mean, in reality, he would kill me. He would kill you, me, and Kim at the same time. So, yeah. With that the same be, punch, probably. Yeah, that would be crazy, I think. I think. So let me so let me ask you this. I, I wouldn't fight him, though. 
I want to thank you so much for doing this one. We both, Kenny, you're you're a hero, man. You are. You you got up so fucking early for us, bro. We love you. Your fans. You want to know who does? You want to know who does my hair highlights so I can? uh, Yeah, so I can match it or look like Theo. (laughs) (laughs) That's badass. This is my lem. This is my lem haircut. This is this is full (laughs) lemon head haircut. Hey. I want yeah. to ask you something because this was such you when you came on Sons, right? You yeah. obviously had the biggest role of anyone who was coming from the Shield, right? And the Shield always was kind of the birthplace for Sons, right? Like Sons yeah. only exist because of the Shield, right? Yeah. Now the Shield, right. the Shield is one of it's might even be my favorite show ever. And when we did our first upfronts. You guys were there, and it was like, holy yeah. fuck, it's the guys from The Shield. So yeah. you knew about us. And yeah. then when you came on to our show, you because everybody was on, right? CCH was on, and you know, everybody they, uh everybody came on, even Chicklets came on at one point. Obviously, right. Walt plays, but you yeah. had the biggest role of anybody. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, what was that like living in both those worlds and having both those worlds? <laughs> Uh, well, for me, it was like, you know, FX was my home and we obviously were the first original series on FX. So I, I loved like when we came in, they had Peter Liguori and Kevin Riley. And then, and then, uh, I think our second or third season is when Landgraf came on. So I think it was the day that, uh, I was a Holly Hunter doing Saving Grace for three and a half years. And they announced that we were going to be, um, not going any longer. So. Sutter called me up the day it was in the papers saying that, you know, that Saving Grace is going to be off the air. And he said, how do you like to come to play with the big boys? And I'm like, right away, I'm like, hell yeah, because I had been to your premieres. You guys all had these A personalities. I didn't really know anyone that well, but I'm like, I want to come play. I want to like the thing I told Sutter is like, let me play opposite of that blonde guy, which was, uh, you know, Jack. Right? Charlie, and yeah, he's yeah. like, no, 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 I got something in mind for you, which is, uh, this guy, Tig, I'm like, all right, whatever, man. I said, I'll come out and do anything. So he had, <laughs> he had that whole thing in mind. But earlier before, like, I had gotten Saving Grace, he had met with me and told me all about his concept of SOA. And he said, I want, I got this character in mind that I want you to play. So I kind of figured, you know, when SOA came on and I couldn't do it, that that was a show. So I was happy he called me up. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. He said, I said, Whatever it is, I'm there. So I was excited to come on and play with you guys. And you were all so, like, open and awesome. And and literally, I love The Shield more than anything. And the writing was so freaking dope. But when I came on to see the camaraderie between all you guys, it was like freaking bananas. And I'm like, this is so fucking fun. I cannot wait to Did you ride? Did you ride before? Because you always rode on the show and stuff. You came in and knew how to ride. Yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, he rode. Kenny rode bikes. I grew up on a farm in Vermont, and so I had a dirt bike I used to race. And then when I, you know, came to LA, I had three different motorcycles. So I I did ride, and uh, so I was excited. I'm not gonna say anything about anyone else's riding on the show, but (laughs) we do, we do, we do, we talk about it all the time. time, And I was laughing. We would go like you know, we'd be all be flying down by Disney Ranch going like 70, right? And we got to stop at a certain point and turn around. And people are going from like fourth gear to first gear. And, and like the back ends are going like this. And I'm the very don't, back. Don't get else, me so. started. 
Yeah, I don't get me started. I avoid everybody. I'm like, holy shit. I go, okay, I got to watch out for him and him. He's mm-hmm. a good rider. He's pretty good. And it was, it was <laughs> funny, man. It was a blast. Was we a blast. always talk about on the show the infamous fight scene with Tig and Kozik in the, oh, yeah. the one that I won $20 on, which was incredible. <laughs> I remember, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know, like who who cares? Like who get who cares if I got my fucking neck broke? Who, we all who have cares? Versions of what happened, but yeah, oh, I'm gonna man. shut up. I, I went down bad. like a fucking parrot, like down, down. Yeah. Hey, you know, we did it so flawless, kind of uh, twenty takes in a row, and of course, it's the very last take that. I thought went perfect and I was so relaxed and I flew into you and my el- <laughs> my arm was relaxed and I thought, oh, this is great. And then you were just like screaming at me and I'm thinking, yeah. like, is this is part of the filming and I see that <laughs> blood coming out and I'm like, going like, why is this guy in my face screaming and yelling? And I'm like, going like, all right, I'm starting to get uh, upset, but I go, is he joking or not joking? And I'm like, I got to walk away. And that's when I think it was Charlie and Charlie Theo came and- up. Yeah. yeah, they just started laughing. Going, that was me. We had, we had, we had, we had money on this, and you know, yeah. Anyway, and then, and then I got, and, and then I got told by Stephen K, who you knew, Kenny, the director right? before us. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen. After I went to the, you know, the wardrobe trailer, and I had this fucking bump that I had to get <laughs> surgically removed from Kenny I'm Johnson. So sorry, dude. And <laughs> no, no, bro, please. And and so Kenny, or not Kenny, Stephen goes. Kenny goes like this. He goes. You know, something like this happened on the shield where they wanted to do a little coming together of a bump. And you can never do that with KJ. And I said, why the fuck didn't someone tell me that before? <laughs> it's just because you're so strong, Kenny. You have no idea how frick. I remember going up to you when you first came on set. When we got started to know one another and you and your arm wrestling, and your world yeah. championship stuff. I would always go to you. Don't break my fucking arm. You want? I won't, bro. I won't. And just to get in the wrist with you, like in the yeah. I went, this is nuts. This is nuts. Tell the story to Theo. You just had an arm wrestling. You told me on the phone, yeah. You just had a, a little arm wrestling thing, right? Didn't someone, you were going left and right against younger guys. And you went, I'm not fucking going to the older group. I'm staying with the young guys. Oh, that was, yeah, that was the world championships. That was the last one yeah. I did, like 2012, I think it was. It was like, yeah. Uh, I'd always been ranked like I'm the last time I was ranked number two in the world. And, uh, and you know, my whole life it kind of eluded me. So I thought one more year and then I, on the way, you know, halfway there, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm so much older. I'm like, you know, like, like, what am I trying to prove to anybody at the same time? You know, you can go at a certain age, you can go in the masters and the grandmasters. I'm like, no, fuck that dude. If I, you're going to be a world champion, I'm going against everybody. Like the unlimited class from, uh, you know, in my weight class from, I think it's 18 years old on. Wow, and so that's wow. what I did. And that year I happened to, you know, not lose anybody right-handed or left-handed and became world champion. <laughs> and like I was telling uh, Kim the other day, is like when I, when I won, I felt absolutely nothing. I thought I'd be so ecstatic and like, you know, this is it. I finally achieved what I had always been chasing, but I felt absolutely nothing up there on the podium when it was all done. And I'm like going like, all right, it's done. I mean, for me, it was like, yeah, yeah, man, you accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. It wasn't the feeling you wanted what it was. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. I was just watching this. And again, we don't shy away from anything on the show. We say exactly what it is, obviously without, without going into certain things, but I did feel 
I guess I was kind of mad, and I just said it before you got on. I don't the way Kozik went out, which is fine, right? Because it kind of references the Lem stuff if you know the shit, yeah, right? It's it stupid. Does, it was fucking it was dumb. Fucking, it wasn't fine. It wasn't, but, anyways, but it wasn't yeah. just stupid in my mind. It wasn't really addressed in the episode. It was just like, oh, he's dead, and we move on, right? If it wasn't for right. Tig doing the stuff with the cut and like kind right. of showing his memorial to him. It was just like another day. I poured like, and I put, and I put a shot for Kenny. I put a shot in his yep. shot glass. But yet, but yet here's this character that for years, mainly season three, we really fucking focused on. And it felt like we just kind of glossed over the death. Now, were you doing, cause I know you were uh, doing the show as a guest star or recurring guest star. Were you doing another television show? Like what, what was the situation? And it was just like, Oh, I'm out. All right. So the situation exactly, and I'll just say, cause I don't give a shit, um, is like Landgraf and, and um, Sutter came on. So we want to write you at the end of season two. I know you're still doing saving grace. When that gets canceled, you come on season three. If it works out, we want to make you a season regular. And I see no reason why it's not going to work out. So yeah. I go on season three and it all is great. And I'm gelling with you guys and I'm having the best time of my life. And then I get an episode during the end of the season and it's written like uh, I say something like, uh, sorry, guys, I'm not into it. You know, I, I got to leave. That's it. Right. And I thought like I thought it was a joke, but it wasn't a joke. And then when I kind of looked at Sutter and he looks at me, he's like, oh, KJ, don't don't look at me. Those puppy eyes, so, you know, like, don't look at me like that. And I'm looking at him like, is he joking or not joking? So we did the read through and I just remember everyone kind of looked at me and I just did it. And I thought I didn't say a word, you know, and then afterwards Sutter came up and said, look, uh, you know, it's like, I just don't want to pay you any more money. That's what he said to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like going like I said, whatever, man, I didn't say a word. So he rewrote it and then I was back in and then he rewrote the end where I get patched in. But then he cut that scene out. It was the very end of, I think, season four. And then he said to me you know, I just don't want to pay you any more money. And I was all like, well, or I'm making like no money right now. Right. And then I got an offer from uh, NBC, Peter Berg, and uh, those guys were doing the remake of Prime Suspect. Right, right. Maria Bello. But yeah. Yeah. And it was originally Helen Marin and Tom Wilkerson. And I was supposed to play his role. And um, it was a series regular. So I basically called Sutter up and I said, look, I would rather do... SOA in a heartbeat. I love you guys and I'll do it for half the price they're offering me, but you just honor what you said you were going to do. And you just shrugged and said, not nah, can't do it. You know? So I said, well, I got to take the show. And then when I did, he obviously was really not happy. So he let it be known that, well, Kenny Johnson is going on to this NBC show. It's going to fail. They're going to bomb. They're going to like, you know, not go as a series. It's going to get canceled and I'm going to have him back on the show. So when I went to go do that show, I got a lot of slack from their PR saying, well, what the hell is this? Man, said, That's this Kurt Sutter being fucking Kurt business, Sutter, man. right? So then, you know, they wrote basically after 10 episodes, they decide they're not going to go with the show. So Kurt had wanted to write me out of SOA and then write me back in once the show got canceled. And then for whatever reason in between, I found out, uh, you know, I had 10 days off and NBC said at the time, if you go back and do SOA, we're going to sue you. And wow. I knew I didn't have an out on SOA. Like Kurt couldn't write me out to come back in. So I said, Kurt, they're, they're saying they're going to sue me, but I will shoot this because it's you. And I'm not going to tell anybody we're going to let's shoot it. You can get me out of the episode. 
uh, or an episode and then I'll come back in, you know, if the show doesn't go and he goes perfect. And then, uh, apparently he just decided at that point he wrote to this guy I knew really well that we're going to blow Kenny Johnson the F up again. Ha ha ha. And then this guy sh sent it to me and I was just like going, you gotta be joking me. So then when that episode came out, I just went into the writer's room in front of him and the writers. And I just said, uh, I said, this is effing stupid, man. I go, you, you didn't earn this. I go, people barely know me and they're just starting to know me. And you promised me this one thing. And now you're going to kill me off because you don't want to pay me any money. I go, it's just, is dumb. I go, the whole thing was, you know, to me, it didn't make sense. And I was like, you know, I said, I'll do it for half the price. And you're still saying no. And he just shrugged. He says, my show, I'll do whatever I want to do. And I'm like, all you right. Know, you, know? And you know, you know, Kenny, the thing that in this business, because you and I have been doing this so long now, the thing that they can never take away is the friendships. You can't yeah. take the friendships no. away. You can't take when you and me and Theo and Tommy and Charlie and Ronnie and we get together on yeah. these Comic Cons or our charities or we, we meet at the odd premiere. People look at us and the bear hugs we give each other and the fucking way we look each other in the face. It's like those guys are buddies. Those guys are fucking yeah. buddies. And they can never, ever take and, that And away. the other thing that's so crazy, Kenny, like I was thinking about this the other day because you've had such a fucking amazing crazy career like amazing. you know it's amazing. i was ju it's i just worked with, i would like i just worked with wesley uh, uh on this netflix show snipes and then right, i was right. remembering that you did the beginning of fucking blade, blade. right right coming right, in right. the club with what's right. tracy oh lords my God. Yeah, yeah. and he did that it's the craziest scene in that right that was the first time i was aware of you and then the shield became my favorite show ever right ever like i was obsessed yeah, yeah. with the shield before i mean like most people before soa which is why i wanted soa so much then you come on soa now you've obviously done a bunch of shows between but swat you know for so long and you've been doing that and it's like You've never stopped. You've been going since that fuck was and and again since Blade, which is however many years right. ago, and I'm sure before that, 1997. 1997. You've wow. always yeah. been on. You've always wow. been on like these high profile shows. And what more is, you've always been with these really cool ensemble crews of right, right. Like, you know, for for lack of a better word, like testosterone filled military cop. This, right, 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 right. Yeah, and almost like all these kind of brotherhood things that you seem to attract and i gotta tell you man what a weird situation right because you this was right about the time you got to remember we just lost piney jackson right. clay was splitting we're gonna right. we're about to we're about to coming up in, you know because we're in season four right now we're about to lose all these other people but really there was this one glorious fucking moment and even though kim got hurt even if you go before that where there was a group of us, like Happy was kind of doing regular, like yeah. he was in more as a guest yeah. star. Yeah. We were all together. Clay and Jax weren't going about it. And we had this fucking crew of like 12 of us. That I know. Was, it was right? amazing. Come on. It was amazing. Dude, I, I tell everybody that. It's like, I mean, as much, I, I love The Shield. Like, I love, love The Shield and the writing and the relationship. But when I got on with you guys, I had more fun doing that show than any other show. I mean, because off camera, what we're all trying to wrestle each other. You're yeah, trying to race yeah, me. Yeah. You're running backwards saying, oh, I can run faster <laughs> than you can forward, Kenny. Like you go forward, <laughs> I'll go backward. I guarantee I'll put up $1,000. I'll be you. I'm like, you're out of your freaking mind. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding yeah. me? 
I got it, you know. So, but the thing was like, who's going to clothesline who? Then who's, yeah. who's chasing jacks around? And then every, you know, five people are wrestling each other. Who's going to pin who? I'm like, this is freaking insane. And this is all in between takes. But the thing is, is like, it's real fun and camaraderie, like you said. And I, I had the best time. And when I was devastated when I had to leave, and I think I was more, it wasn't the fact that I thought like, you know, why is Kurt doing this? But, you know, I didn't want to leave you guys. And, yeah. and I was having yeah. literally to get paid to do what we do, ride yeah. bikes, do these great storylines and have these characters that are so kind of developed and still developing and going deeper. And it was just effed up and fun. And I was, didn't, I didn't want to leave that. And I think that, you know, I love Kurt Sutter. And literally every time I see him, I hug him, I kiss him. I, I'm like, he's still a great guy. He just, he went through one of those moments where Kurt does what he wants to do. And it was like, uh, he's like, uh, he goes, yeah, I think the shield people will appreciate you getting blown up. He goes, I think they'll think it's funny. I'm like, I go, bro, didn't earn it. Sucks. Didn't earn it. <laughs> didn't earn it. You, now, you before, said the best before, line. He didn't earn it. Before we say be, goodbye, yeah. Kenny, I'd be remiss if, I mean, everybody, no matter where I go, when we talk about Kozik and Tig, they always go about the, the dog, right? Yeah. And I, this- I remember I remember you and me, you know, getting to know one another and fucking around and this whole Tig Kozik thing, which was so cool on that yeah. A storyline, then a B storyline, then back to A, and you never knew where. I remember you and me going, we would sit there at lunch going, before we knew it was a dog, a German yeah. shepherd, you and I would go, okay, so is it going to be like, is it going to be my sister? Did right. you date my sister? And then you'd right, say right. something, then I'd say yep. something. And we were just, and we kept throwing like nuggets at Sutter's feet going, are you going to fucking tell us? Are you going to yeah. fucking tell us? And I, I want to get your take on this, bro, because, because I know where I sat, but I, I think I would have liked to have known a little earlier in, in a few of those takes with you. Because yeah. I don't know how I would have played it or how you would have played it had we known it was a fucking German Shepherd, right? Though, and we both love dogs, you and me. Like, right? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I mean, he, he kept telling us, like, yeah, it could be Tig's sister or his, like, girlfriend. And you were supposed to watch over her, but she died. But it was your fault. But he goes, think of whatever you can go emotionally, but go deeper. He said, yeah, kept, yeah, think that's that, right. but he go deeper. So I, I did so much freaking homework going, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to make this show effed up. How's he going to top whatever I'm I'm writing to reveal it? And then they go with a German Shepherd. I'm like going like, and I think even like, I could be wrong. And I know you tripped out and it could have been a joke, but they even wrote uh, the German Shepherd as Tig's lover. And then I thought, I think you flipped out to started going, come on, this is so wrong. This is effed up. And I don't know whether that was a joke on his part or not. No, it wasn't. It was a joke. You gave yeah. good memory. It was I a read. Know, but- no, it was it was a read through. We had a little read through, and he had yeah, one of those yeah, little yeah. sides. Yeah, and I went yeah. and I went. I remember I was right there. I'm going, that's fuck, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, don't be yeah, stupid. yeah. Like, it's a joke, man. It's a joke. Go, fuck you. I'm not going that far. That's right. Nah. I'm like, yeah, but Tig is a messed up guy. I like your character <laughs> so pure. I'm like, that would be genius, but really messed up. Nah, I'm like, I don't nah. know. So nah. the dog thing for me, like, was like, okay, I guess this Kurt. Kurt, Kurt being Kurt, you know, and I'm like, I have no idea if he pulled that out of whatever, you know, I, I don't know, like you said, you know, I mean, I have no idea where that came from, but that was funny. I mean, all right, man. 
I mean, all I, right. We well, love, I appreciate. We, we you. Thanks Kenny, so much for getting out. You are the me, fucking greatest, brother. I I appreciate you so much, and uh, I just love watching you, bro. You're one of my favorites. Uh, big love hey. to the family, please. Thank you. So, hey, I, I love, love to the girls, I, I, Kenny. Thank you, and I you know I gotta say I I follow both your careers and Theo. You're doing phenomenal, and I would love to watch your fucking acting. Thank Kim you, is a pure actor, and everything he does, it's like he deserves an award. And I'm like, this guy is so effing authentic and good. So you guys are insane. And just so you know, I have no, I mean, I love Shutter anyways. I think I was more mad because I didn't want to leave you guys. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it, yeah, it was what it was, and life goes on, and, and it's all good. But like you say, the connection we had is never gone and it's there never. every time we see each other. That's and, uh, true. yeah, I fucking love it. So do your show. Love you. I love you. And love thank you, you for having me wake up. I'm going back home to go to sleep. <laughs> and, uh, I love you, Kenny. Love you. All right, man. Take see it easy. Guys. All right. Well. Take care. Bye-bye. I don't know yeah. how to get out. So if I Just hit in, hit the red Good button. Luck. You got it. There he is. I like, are you, are you, are you joking with that? I mean, what a fucking great, what, a, what, oh. what a, I mean, He's the fucking greatest. He's the toughest person I've ever met in my life. And I met Mike Tyson uh, last night. He, Mike, Mike Tyson's the toughest. I would, I would, I would pay money so to tough. see those guys spar for a round. He's so tough. People don't understand. Like he, It's like being in a vice grip because I have wrestled with him. As, like he said, I used to race him. I used to always want to race him. Uh, I used to want to race everybody. You physically have fought him. Yeah, no. And I almost got through it. I almost made it into that last little two rhinos coming together. And his, that shoulder went into my neck. I really thought I was fucking dead. He's so strong. I love he's that so, kid so and much. He's so good. And, and again, Kenny does something. And again, I know we got to get back to the episode because we both got to go to work. But like, yeah. he, he just, he's just, there's a thing called Wu Wei, like uh, where you're just in it. It's yeah. almost like, uh, it's almost another term for like being in the zone. Kenny's yeah. just in it when he's yeah. when he's working. He's just flows. Like he's just saying the lines. He's not thinking about yesterday. He's not thinking about tomorrow. He's just there. And uh you you're getting Kozik is as pure as so I think, I mean, you would have to say besides Venus and probably Clay's relationship with Tig that Kozik is right up there, right? The Tig Kozik thing is monumental. The the writing certainly was. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. So fucking cool. So, okay. We're back at that. Oh, you got to go to work. That was, I'm still, I'm still radiating from KJ coming on. You guys have no idea. Like you're, you're with Tyson last night. I'm doing shit on set, which is unbelievable as well. And I'm talking to KJ going, can you get up? He goes, I don't know. I don't know. I go, I know it's super early, but bro, if you can't, I mean, but no it's worries. It's like if you can. 5 a.m. there or something. Yeah. Yeah. Five or six. got up and he's yeah. in his car. Oh, he's skipping. Just- he went to the gym. I know him. Yeah, it's fucking the greatest. That All right, so, so cool. here we People, are. You know what? And that's again. I just want to go into it. He just stressed it. And no one will ever understand this, and it's okay if they don't. And maybe it's why people are so. Maybe it's why this many years later, because you realize that someone wrote this today. I saw it this morning. The show's been off the air as long as it was on the air. So think about. Are that. you joking? Yeah, the show's been off the air. As long as it's been on the air. Yeah, yeah. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. It was on for seven. It's been off for seven. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And yet there's still this incredible passion. And I'm telling you, it's because of our relationships on the show. Here, here. 
It's because of what we had off camera. Too fucking shit. It's like people shit. just see it and feel it, and they have such a deep passion. And uh, yeah, and, so- and and I hate, I hate to throw this in there, but you know how tough it is with us, and how busy and how amazing this is. But the whole Patreon thing that we've got going on, thank goodness, because it's just it's just bringing it all yeah, together. And, uh, and and again, uh, to to even address that, listen, I know so many people got so hurt because they thought the show was like not going to be available, like you know, and I guess. I, I take full responsibility for not being clear of like, you know, it's still available everywhere. You can well, still I, get I, the I, show. And I, and I, but I was, I was being very clear. Like, I think we have to stop. We have to stop. Not because of that, but because of us. Yeah, we couldn't I, do it. We can't do it anymore. Too busy, too much. But now Justin, Justin, Justin and everybody and Carolyn and Caesar, we all worked out something where you know, the video, we're still going to, the YouTube channel is still going to be there. We're still going to release multiple clips from the show that are going to come from our Patreon, but they're going to be like clips of the Reaper reviews. And then they're even going to get more uh, uh, footage because what we're going to do is, and I'm, and I'm hoping they'll do it is release some like clips of our theory episodes, just clips onto our YouTube YouTube. page. But cool. I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. So like, there's going to be actual more content, not less on the YouTube page, but the full episode, because they that's do Patreon. so much, you know, yeah, they got to edit, sure. they got to do all that. That's going to no, be on Patreon. Sure. And then, but the other thing is, and again, I wasn't clear and I apologize for it is the episodes are fully available on the audio everywhere. They're not going to, on the Reaper reviews, which will be over by the way, before we know it, it's going to be, we have three seasons left. April next year. They're done. Yeah, we're we're done. finished it. So Unbelievable. It'll be over in a year, but, but till then you can get the audio everywhere. And again, I will go back to, I think that the passion in lies seven years later, you know, while it's amazing listening to yours and I's voice, because I don't know many podcasts that are actually on YouTube. Most of them are only voice is, uh, is that it radiates our relationships that we all had. And, uh, it's just such a good group of people. And I'm yeah. so proud yeah. of it. So Touché. back to the episode, Clay never zips up his hoodie. <laughs> just talked about that. Yeah. Very um, funny. Jack's perfect wants- timing for Kenny to come on too, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead. Especially with his hoodies. Jax <laughs> wants to protect and watch juice. Um, so Clay and Unser scene. Unser has it gives him an ice cold threat. Ice cold. Um, and Clay, yeah, and I yeah, Clay has a heartless comeback. <laughs> yeah, and but I I just I, I have a question for you. Yeah. How many times in this show does someone say, if you ever do that again, I'll kill you? All the time, every episode. I think every episode happens maybe twice. Yeah. But there's something about these two gunslingers when it's these two. I love it. I, I know. And now I just fucking love it. I, I love, I love Wayne kicking up the dust right back at Clay's boots going, if you ever touch her again, I'll kill you. And he means yeah. it. <laughs> well, well, what's also beautiful about this little moment is we get to investigate Unser's crush on Gemma a little, which is, always there. it's always there. You know what I mean? It's always there underlining between Clay and Unser. And then yeah. there's also the other history of JT. So we're kind of getting double, you know, yeah, there's always, great. there's, there's a lot of, un, there's a lot under the covers there. Yeah. Um, okay. So Chucky meets Wendy, calls himself the Manny, which if you watch, this is us, <laughs> is kind of cool. That's part of this is us. Um, but this, we did it years before. So take that guys. Um, take that. Chucky meets Wendy, sets her up for Gemma. Okay. Yeah. I, okay, here's my here's my problem with the scene. Because they're both great in it, but here's my problem. 
Wendy doesn't address Gemma's face for like five minutes. Now I'm going to tell you something. No, she, she she did. She doesn't address. Not when she walks in. It takes, it takes some time. Does it? Okay. Yeah. She got, she said something about, I guess I'm not even going to ask what happened. Right. But that's, that's after she says, Oh, wow. I love what you did with the room. Oh, gotcha. Or, or first, I think the first thing she says is I should have known. Then she goes, I love what you did with the room. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. She then does. she yeah. sits down and goes, I shouldn't ask. Now I'm going to tell you if yeah. I walked into that hotel room in the, in wherever you are in upstate New York. And I said, and you, your face looked like that before. If I walked in and go, Hey, I go, what the fuck happened? What are you? All right. What's going on? Right. right. Very good point. So yeah. I think good point. that you got to address they, that first. They, they could have bumped that up to the beginning. Good they point. should have bumped it up. So Gemma goes easy on her. Um, Gemma is having a tough go at it too. She's kind of getting into this Tara phase where Gemma is starting to lose things. She's starting to lose a lot. And I think she's going easy on her, but then junkie whore, there's that junkie whore. She does. The yeah. But, but yeah, but usually Gemma gets the last line, but not this time. Not this Wendy time. gets it. If you, if you something, if you, oh yeah. If you think I was dangerous, loaded. Wait till you see me sober. Baby. And she turns, baby. (laughs) She turns around and walks out the door. And that's how we leave that scene. And you believe her. Oh, you believe her. So here we go. Chib's in the bathroom with juice. So the thing that kind of amazed me, because I've, I've seen this episode, as I mentioned, back in the day. I'm really glad I did. But. Holy fuck, Doodle Pants! They—I don't know how you kept the one take. The the, the tears kind of flowing. Because, one take. Oh well, there's your answer. One take. We didn't have time. Uh, they did I, that thing. They did that thing. I hate. Well, then guess what? They had two brilliant boys knowing their lines, knowing to forget their lines and do the scene. Because I said another fucking amazing scene when he goes. What's going on with you, boy? Right, and no, no more yep. juicy. I don't know if you guys had lived all that shit or it was written, but no. Fuck the me, only man. thing he had lived was um, <clears throat> two guys in the bathroom hugging. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was ad libbed at the end. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Beautiful. He says a great line in that episode that I wrote down. I mean, in that scene that I wrote down where he says, "Time to heal this." Yeah. Um. He tells him the paperwork is all that counts. And we, yeah, the audience, yeah. see that it's not that big of a deal, right? And then Juice has to lie again and then say he's checking in. Um, listen, that was pretty much starting the beginning of solidifying the Chibs Juice thing. Like we, you know, we did it at the tree and, you know, with yeah. hanging, but that really started to solidify um, their relationship. Uh, yeah, you know, listen, it was, nice. one of those, it was one of those things that people don't realize. Yeah, I remember it clearly. It was before lunch. The crew was antsy. And time to uh, eat. Time to time eat. Time to eat. And they said, if we're going to get coverage on this, we have one take of the two shot, which is both of us in the frame. And I was like, one? And they're like, we have one. And I was like, all right, give me a second. You have to do some psychological warfare on yourself to get to that crying phase. And there you go. And there, there it is. Go. And and, and, and there you are. So yeah, I just, you know, I love working. I love working with Tommy and he's the fucking greatest. So greatest. Okay. Um, Tig finds out about Kozik with everyone else. Um, 
mixed emotions going around. Bobby's a wreck. I mean, you you did something that I think a lot of actors should understand that you don't need the lines on the page to play the scene. You did it with the cut. You did it with physicality. I mean, that's old school method acting, Lee Strasberg teacup shit. You did it with the uh, you played your emotions through folding of something. That's awesome. really that's really cool. You picked up on that, bro. That's really cool. And I the thing I forgot until I saw it was and I poured I poured Kozik a shot and left it in the glass and I poured it and I and we well toasted to him and I poured him a shot and left it by his cut before I folded it. I thought that was really cool. You you, you said this like Bobby Jax goes, you got to go to fucking Otto and tell him that he's dead. But Bobby's already said that he's dead. Like he's between a rock and a hard place. There's a lot going on in that scene. Yeah, he's a wreck. And, and, <clears throat> and again, okay, so now we go to uh, Otto with Potter. Um, so is he going to turn on the club, bro? I, so that's the way it looks. He did it everything. It sure fucking he's, looks he's like to, it. I mean, he already signed the paperwork. He's ready to turn on the club. So he has to turn on the club. I think so. Yeah, I think he is because I think he's kind of had enough because he did all the stuff with Stahl earlier. I think he's turning on the club. I Again, I don't remember what happens, but I know. I, I kind of do, but this is fucking fascinating shit that's going on with Otto. Okay. All, all of a sudden. Jackson, Opie outside. Um, no one's happy in that scene. No one's Opie's, happy. Yeah, Opie's giving him the business. He's dropping truth bombs on him. Uh, and th- no one's happy, right? That That's just like this fucking like, who said what opie is taking the dominant position he's going to find piney and unser doesn't say a word and you're smoking in the background of that scene everyone's all messed up now i gotta tell you i didn't know this was like some of the greatest fucking television ever when you see her face there's a relationship between you two. There's always yeah. been this underlying Tig Gemma sexual tension, physical tension, mental tension. Like they, they kind of have a thing for each other. Right? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell you right now. It's season five, the one coming up, season five. Sutter and I had a conversation. He goes, "I don't know how we're going to play this out, but I think you and Gemma are going to are going to are going to." And he left it there. And I went, oh, my God. And it completely went away. We brought in Jimmy Smits. We got rid of that. A little it bit. Should of, have happened. Well, I, I think people would have. I mean, there's no doubt, right? Like, the reason why this show, the whole Clay Gemma thing with chemistry and then the, the love turning antitrust, turning to hate, it was epic as far as writing goes. It's epic. That, those characters were epic. But Tig did have a very, and we're getting back to the scene where I see her, right? Yeah. And I, I, the way I, I remember when I saw it again, the way I touched her face so gently, didn't, couldn't even, I was just speechless. I thought you were anyway. going to go kill Clay. Yeah, when I was reading the script way back when, I thought, I thought that we we're going to duke it out. I'm going to take a knife out and I'm going to fucking put it in his ribs. Oh, I thought you and Opie, like, I was like, if you wanted to start off a great, like, next episode, they should have ended it with you right there, not did the next scene. Yeah. And had you and yeah. Opie both going to kill Clay at the same yeah. time. Or something like yeah, that. Or something like, like that. And, like, Jack stops him. You yeah. know what I mean? And, something, yeah. But it could have been really different. Again, this this was a moment where things can go opposite ways, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, But instead, you walk in. 
you hand them the patch. Now, just out of my own sheer uh, disappointment, I wanted a longer scene. I wanted well, not, I, I did too. And I said, the thing that really disappointed me is you couldn't even really see the patch. No. Like you couldn't even really, it was a dark room. It was, it was Jax's old bedroom and there's clay. And it was a short scene. You had to sell it with me holding it in my hand. And I remember poor Paul Maybaum had to light that fucking thing. And, and, and you just couldn't see it. It was just too, it was too secretive. I, I and it was, it was listen, a, it was still a, a really more. powerful scene. It was really, no, powerful. I agree with you though. Um, I agree. With the, it was all in the eyes of both of you. Clay was obviously feeling it. And then we go to Jack's terror. He just kind of jumps up in bed, you know, kind of lays next Lies to down her. beside her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tig rides off. I love that, by the way. I remember that scene. Sorry, Theo, but I remember how fun it was the end of the night. And there's poor Gemma. You got opposite Claudius ends. and you got opposite ends. Uh, opposite ends. And they're never going to come back together, I don't think, in my mind. And I remember I get the fucking tear out of there on my Dyna. Yeah. Just super loud, tearing out. Beautiful. So they're on opposite ends. And then we go to this motherfucking scene. Like oh, Opie finds Piney. Holy shit, Theo. Holy shit. Like you and Tommy, holy shit. You with the fucking thing, you and Miles, holy shit. This is another holy shit moment that I just was blown away, honestly. Me too. And I got to tell you what I really enjoyed about this scene was the way Unser and Opie played each other. I I enjoyed that you never knew if Opie was going to shoot Unser. I know. Because he could have played that different. He could have the second, like, if you really think about the way acting works, it's reading those lines that Opie could have played it where he backs off and puts his gun down and hears him out. But instead he played the whole thing. Right. He's going to blow his Why are you here? What do you know? Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. And Ansu's just spilling the beans. All truth. All truth. And then the best line happens. And it's the last line. He says, Clay's got to go, son. Son. By yeah. the hand of a son. Yeah. He's got to yeah. go. Son, it's not Jax. It's fucking Opie. Before he kills someone else you love. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, he spilled the beans about Donna, which, of course, he already knew. But before someone else you know dies. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a long episode. What an unbelievable episode. I am going to go get myself together and uh, head to set. I get to um, go to bed now. You get yeah, to go to work. Oh my, my gosh. He was redone on my neck. I got some. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I love, I love that one back there. The diamond, the heart, the little fucking cards. Life's a game to him. Life's a game. So listen, buddy, I don't know how much, you know, I fucking love you, but my God, we've knocked it out. We're not missing a week. No. Hey, we still have a lot of, um, Beautiful, like that Reaper review level of Patreon. We got it. Yeah. So here's the deal. If you're watching this right now, um, uh, like subscribe you know do all that for this channel because again we're going to be adding so much stuff to this channel um you know in in the coming weeks um and then obviously everything's going on on that patreon page um our other show theory which we just love and appreciate and we get to talk about everything else outside of sons and then also um you know, we do the welcoming video, which if you go online, you'll see Kim and I give those personal. We'll do more videos. of those next week. We'll get yeah. caught up. Love those so much. We tell everybody, uh, we send them to them. And then uh, and then we have all this other stuff, that exclusive merch. We're about to launch a brand new merch store. Oh, good. Yeah, Justin's gonna do a store, so it's not just gonna be um 
t-shirts and stuff and tank tops it's going to be like mugs and socks and you know all this other shit he's coming up with pads and kind of all that so that's going to be fun that'll all be like theory stuff and and rr reaper review stuff that justin's doing but you know listen while you and i are filming away that team is working their cabooses off um and all for us and i love them and i appreciate them and i appreciate everybody who's been riding with us and remember Again, apologies for being unclear. You can listen to this podcast forever. The Reaper Reviews ones I'm talking about forever, wherever no. podcasts are available. But yeah. this one will be over where, the, you know, sadly, there's only 90 something episodes of Suns. And then uh, our other show theory is on no, our it's, subscription it's ex- page. It's all it's exploding. We got so much to do and so yeah. much to talk about. Boy, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. So um, go. And I know you love seeing our pretty faces. So you'll still get to do that on this YouTube page. Uh, Kim's pretty face will be seen in a multitude Stunning of Stunning after no sleep. Yeah, stunning. Uh, I hate to tell lighting. you, but I kept I kept I kept my makeup on. Sorry, <laughs> that's why I look so semi all right. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even take it off. I don't. Me. Um, and then uh, you don't need any. You're so young. I know. I'm. I'm then getting. This is all the ruse. So listen. <laughs> um, I'm exhausted. My mom said to me, "How's Theo?" I go, "Mom, he's traveling more than me." No, he's not. He's fucking yep. exhausted. He's exhausted. So listen, I love you all. You, I appreciate you all. I appreciate you more than anyone. Go get some rest. I love you. I love say. you so I love much. You, buddy. See you, buddy. I love you Bye. too. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory pod, hashtag theory pod, capital T-H-E-O, small R-Y, capital P-O-D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the theory team, the team. Okay. Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, Incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.